So this week we are reading blah, 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 yeah. <laughs> instead of the random conversation that happens. I'm working at the bookstore tomorrow. I'm going to walk down because I really want to try this iced green monsoon thing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, it's so good. And I want to say I probably have like four left. <gasps> hey, book friends, this is Corey. Thanks for listening along as we have a book club of two over a cup of tea. Our goal is to explore beloved genres as well as push ourselves out of our comfort zone and explore genres we might typically overlook or avoid. In each episode, we discuss a randomly selected genre. We will be sharing our reading experience and a brief review of the books we recommended to each other from the previous episode. Also a heads up, so that we can have a rich and in-depth conversation, there may be spoilers about the books we are discussing. All right, let's get started. Welcome to episode one of our 2018 summer series. In honor of our first anniversary, we are mixing things up and taking our show on the road. Today, we are completing an on-site recording at Flagstaff Tea Company in our lovely downtown Flagstaff. So with that said, this is a new experience for us, our second guest, but our first on-site recording. So the quality of the show might sound a little different to you. We're recording in a new space. We anticipate that our sound editor, Daniel, hey Daniel, <laughs> will work some magic for us, but it may be a little different sounding. And like, for example, we just heard someone's like car beeping when they locked it. So that happened then, you know, just think of it like if the dog's barking, it, we might have some weird stuff going on. Before we introduce Heather, I uh, just wanted to tell you where the Flagstaff Tea Company is if you've not been there before. It's located at 123. So, I know, I love that. It's the perfect address. It is the perfect address. How can you forever forget it? <laughs> so, South San Francisco Street, and if you're going, where is that? That's across the street from the Climbing Gym parking lot. That should probably be a good landmark for anyone that lives in Flagstaff. If you don't live in Flagstaff, well, use your Garmin or your Siri or... Google Map. Google Map, whatever <laughs> it is. I don't know why I said Garmin, other than my parents are old school and they have a Garmin on their windshield, which was actually really handy. It like tells you when like the speed limit's slowing down or if you're entering the school zone. I was like, I kind of want a Garmin. <laughs> All right. But um, also, fun fact, I just learned out something really cool about this building, which I'm curious if Heather knows. Do it you? was the busiest brothel in all of Flagstaff. Oh, yeah. that's <laughs> got a cool. sordid history. Man. <laughs> yes, if these walls could talk. Oh. <laughs> ew. Never no, mind. Or like, show pictures. Doing <laughs> <laughs> ew, ew. Okay, maybe I shouldn't have gone there, but I couldn't resist. So but now it's a delightful tea shop with no signs of brothelness. No. Yes. At least <laughs> not yet. So. <laughs> but it is adorable. We're going to be posting some pictures on here that Carrie very kindly just took. And if you're looking for a new chill place, um, we don't want to like give away too much of this great secret, but this is like the coziest mm -hmm. little space. It's definitely going to be one of my new favorite places to come and read a book and meet up for tea. Yep. And not just because Heather's cool and has good tea, but because it's good mojo it's space. Place, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Good vibes. Well, welcome, Heather. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> Um, so we have some questions. We're going to try and keep this conversational, but we also wanted to make sure we touched on a few things that we thought maybe listeners might want to know about Heather and her tea shop. So Kiri, you want to kick us off? Sure. So Heather, would you mind telling us and our listeners your, a little bit about your background? Definitely. So I went to culinary school about 10 years ago and I was a professional chef. And I've also always had a strong interest in like natural healing mm. and herbs and just healthy living and a healthy lifestyle. And that's what brought me into tea, just because it's not like coffee where it gets you kind of all 
you know, jittery, higgledy, higgledy, <laughs> crash. Like it, it's more of like a calm, calm focused energy that you mm -hmm. can sustain all day. Mm -hmm. And also I love herbal teas too, which don't have caffeine, but they're very medicinal and they can taste really amazing as well. And it seems like maybe you bake everything that's in your shop here as well. Yes. I incorporate tea into pretty much everything. Awesome. Yeah. What are some of your, your favorites and then some of your customers favorites? I would say my favorite would have to be the gluten-free chocolate chip chai cookie. Mm. Oh my gosh, that yeah. sounds yummy. <laughs> Cause a lot of times you get gluten-free products and they're just, they're kind of lacking in texture mm -hmm. or moisture. And so I just worked for several months and I had a food critic work with me on them. Oh wow. And I was like, every mm -hmm. week I'm like, try this one, try this <laughs> one. And like, finally he was like, okay, you've nailed it. Like, this is the one. Awesome. So Ooh. that's my favorite. Cool. And then I would say the customers really like my Earl Grey gooey butter cookies. Yeah, that's what Corey was I saying early. <laughs> <laughs> I may come get one tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and then I also make a champagne raspberry white chocolate truffle, oh. which one customer said it was like Cirque du Soleil in your mouth. Wow. That's a great description. Yeah. So I'm pretty awesome. proud of this. <laughs> so, now I'm really hungry. I know, right? brought treats. Well, you know, Kiri, I, we were talking a little bit before we started recording, but Kiri mainly does gluten-free baking mm -hmm. too, so nice. you all will have to compare yeah, notes. Yeah, totally. Um, she's, I, and I can attest, I've had some of her, her, her goodies and she's pretty darn good. It's not very gluten-free tasting like, cause some That's of it you're key. right is like mm -hmm. cardboard or you can tell that it's a different flower. It, it really yeah. is kind of a magical skill to be able to make something that tastes normal. Mm -hmm. Definitely. By yeah. normal, I mean with gluten. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually have a baking challenge for the two of you. Oh. All right, let's do it. So, <laughs> so do you remember, I can't, I'm drawing a blank on their name, but when I first moved here like eight years ago, there was a gluten-free baker and you could get him, he, he baked and had stuff at the market and you could also get it at the little CSA store. And he had this thing that I think he called like an almond horn. And it was basically an almond meringue cookie mm -hmm. with like almonds on top of it. Mm -hmm. And that thing was like my kryptonite. It was like the perfect like crispy, chewy, like almondy meringue and, and it was like really big and it was light though it wasn't heavy and was it shaped like a horn it was well, kind of like a curve okay yeah mm. yeah so um i still miss that cookie i think about it all the time <laughs> <laughs> obviously if you're working even up six or seven years later <laughs> all right i don't have to hate <laughs> we can see what we can do yeah all right we we'll do it. an experiment I <laughs> I think it'd go well with tea too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think any sort of meringue goes well with tea, like meringue yeah. cookie. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. So, so, um, why did you open a tea shop? So I think jumping from liking tea and being a baker to actually running a tea shop, what was your motivation there? How did that, how did this idea come about for you? Well, I've always worked for other people. I've always been a manager. I've always made other people successful. Mm -hmm. And I saw this place come up for sale. I think it was on Craigslist actually. And I was like the like, tea shop itself. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's yeah. right. Because yeah. it used to be run by a gentleman and his mm -hmm. brother would like get him right. teas, but then a family emergency happened. And oh, I think he had to okay. sell. Yeah. yeah. And he was like from the, the Middle East maybe? Um, or I know he the... was from Michigan, I think. Oh, well, okay. Maybe I'm just thinking of his general heritage. Oh yeah. From India. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah his brothers from were from India. India. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
And I mentored with him for about a month before ah. he, he had to move back to, okay. I think it was like New York, okay. to take care of his dad, yeah. That's a bummer, but mm -hmm. I guess good for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I I feel like I've revamped it from what it was before. Yeah, because yeah, they just did chais, I think, and it seems like you have a huge selection of other things besides chai. Yeah, yeah. and I blend all my own teas, too. Oh, okay. So I take, like, my culinary background mm. and I apply that to, like, new fun blends. It's kind of like a science experiment. Yes, Do I feel like a little mad scientist <laughs> Do we need to get you goggles and a white jacket? Yes. <laughs> Tea blender on it? <laughs> Have you ever had anything that you're like, I this is the most amazing tea ever, and then your customers are like, mmm. Like it totally bombed. Hmm. I did have this one special that was inspired by Little Red Riding Hood. <laughs> Which I, I love know. the idea. I know. I get a lot of like inspiration from, you know, books and movies and pop culture. But it was a puer, which is like mm. a very dark, yeah, mushroomy, earthy tea, which was supposed to be like the wolf. And then I put goji berries on top. Okay. To like for like the red and like goji berries you use when you're in the woods and you like that would be your food you'd want mm -hmm. for survival and it's a <laughs> like you had to really like search for it to be good you know like it's okay. just like straight up just drinking it not so much oh that's a bummer yeah yeah but the idea behind it i thought was pretty cool <laughs> do you have anybody taste the teas before you put them like for sale here or is it just you that's doing the tasting i have a few people that taste them for me, like friends, and I have, I had a friend that was working for me and he's moving to Phoenix now, but he's like a huge tea connoisseur. He's been to Japan and oh, like, cool. he's worked at other tea places. So he was always my sounding board. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So that kind of is a good lead into what makes a good tea review. Like, what are you looking for when people give you feedback for tea? Definitely, like if they would recommend it to someone else, okay. or if they get excited about it. Because okay. mm -hmm. a lot of times people, they'll drink something and they'll be like, this is wonderful. You know, not right. too excited. Other times people are like, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing in the world. And they get so excited and they want to like tell everybody else that's sitting in here about it. Like right. that's, that's huge. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. Um. I love how, you, I love your stories. So do you find ways to incorporate that like, do you put little signs up, like, if you have a new tea, or do you just tell people if they happen to ask what your inspirations are? Yeah, I usually just tell people about uh -huh. the inspirations if they ask. Mm -hmm. Like, I have a butterbrew latte, which is inspired by Harry Potter, <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's a smoky black tea with butterscotch froth on top, and it what? is... It's crazy oh my yeah. God. <laughs> so, so I'll meet you here tomorrow, <laughs> and we will drink some tea and eat I'll cookies. I'll get my ice cream monsoon tea, and Butterbrew. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I wish y'all could have seen Kiri's face. She like it lit up. She was like, no, no, no. We're at this right now. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that does sound really good. Um, where do where do you usually um, source your teas? I know that some people source them just um, from Japan. Some source them just from India. Do you have a mixture? Um, I get, I try to get them from all over I, because I, I do do a lot of chai. Mm -hmm. Like I get a, a lot of my bases from India, mm -hmm. but I also get a lot from Japan, Taiwan, China. I mean, China's huge. 
and I'm very excited because I'm gonna start sourcing from this company that they only support like small growers, small farms. Oh, cool. And that's, when I was working for my first place when I was a chef, I was interning there mm -hmm. and the chef that I was working for, he basically started the farm to table movement in Cleveland. Oh, cool. So that's like near mm -hmm. and dear to my heart. Mm -hmm. So. I'll be having like a little farm to cup section here. That's so neat. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah. So I'm oh really gosh. excited about that. That's super cool. Yeah. So what are some of your favorite types of tea? What is kind of your go-to? And if and I know it might depend <laughs> on the time of day or your mood, but like, I don't know, what are your top three depending and why would they be your top three? I would say definitely chai, just because with all the spices, mm -hmm. like it's so very, like cozy and comforting, like with the cinnamon. It's like pumpkin pie yeah. at Thanksgiving, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just, it's very- It's comfort tea. Exactly, yeah. 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 And it's, I mean, in Flagstaff where we have mostly cold weather, like there's nothing better than a nice spicy chai. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. And then second one would be oolongs. Okay. Oolongs are magical. <laughs> they help to promote weight loss. They help huh. like with metabolism but they also have something that connects with your GABA neurotransmitter in your brain. So it makes you like calm and focused and you just feel good. Hmm. So I might so have to ask you to create an oolong because I have not found one that I like so far. Really? Yeah. Oh, I could find you a perfect <laughs> okay, one. Yeah. That, I'm kind of like a tea matchmaker too. Like oh, book matchmaking, yeah. tea matchmaking, this partnership it's a match is beautiful. <laughs> Cheesy too. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You like the cheese. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's cool. Ooh, I like that. Well, and that's and that's interesting to know because I think you know again, I, like I'm thinking, oh, that'd be a great one to recommend to students when they're a little stressed out and they're totally. needing to focus for exams or writing a paper instead of tossing back the caffeine and getting really mm -hmm. jittery. Right. Something like an oolong that will give them maybe some energy, but also kind of help them be calm and focused. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, yeah. oolongs are just, and they make you feel different than any other tea. Mm -hmm. Like huh. like I said, it's something with the neurotransmitters That in is your interesting. Brain. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's science. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe that'll have to be tea tasting number two, cause I think, yeah, I think we've, I don't know that we've done any. I think we've long. done one, and I, and you were not yeah. impressed. It's I, like I green tea. I don't really like green tea okay. unless it has mint or something that hides the green tea ness of it. Like I don't like the dirt flavor of green tea. I can turn you on. Something. <laughs> <laughs> I, can I know see exactly what you like. <laughs> <laughs> I can see your brain ticking. Yeah, yeah I just like intuitively, like I just know what people will like. <laughs> so. Well, and I'm loving that because I feel like I do that at the bookstore with people mm -hmm. when they start talking to me. I'm like. I got this, I got this. Or even outside of the bookstore, I think I drive people a little crazy because I'll be like, oh, you want a book to read? Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me tell you about this book that I think will be perfect for you. That's Don't. so handy though, because like you'll go into a bookstore or the library and you're just like, what do I yeah. get? Yeah. It's like super overwhelming. I yeah. know it is helpful because Brightside has like the little bookmarks that says recommended by and then it's one of the booksellers. And it's funny because I went in there the other day and Corey's is almost all of our books that we've read for our podcast. <laughs> and I Probably always the wrote ones like books hate. and tea because I was <laughs> like, you should just put books and tea because these are all the books we've read for the podcast. And that may be coming. Coming soon. <laughs> people. More things in the works. Yeah. Tea. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so 
what would you like for people to know about your shop? So as far as um, a couple things that I was going to ask you about as I did a little poking around and it looks like people can do some online ordering and a, a tea club. And a tea club, yes. I know. Yeah, I, we have a tea of the month club, which so, is super exciting. Yeah. Do you want to tell people a little bit about what that is and how they could find it? Yeah, it's on our website, which is super simple. It's flagstafftea.com and there are three different levels and you can choose different amount of times. So you could get it for one month, six months, or a year, I believe. And they're different, like with the smaller, more basic one, you get tea bags and mm -hmm. little small treats. And then like up to the larger level, you get bags of loose leaf and tea accessories. So it's- And Earl Grey gooey butter Earl Grey cookies. Gooey butter cookies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think I see uh, Books and Tea becoming a subscriber. So yeah, I, <laughs> <sure>. totally. <laughs> yes, uh, I was super excited when I saw that as well. How do you, how, so how do people, do you just have like a set tea that you send out each month or do you have people fill out like a profile? Um, how do you know what to send to people? Honestly, I do it kind of seasonally. Okay. Like when the first of the month hits, I just go and stand in front of my wall of tea and I'm like, what am I feeling right mm -hmm. now? Like, what mm -hmm. do I feel people would really enjoy drinking? Like depending on the weather, because mm -hmm. a lot of my subscribers are local. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I just feel like what's feeling like July right now? Right. Okay. Okay. That's okay. cool. And for those of you that are enviously listening, uh, you do online ordering, right? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yes. And I'm sure they could probably call or email you and be like, I love this kind of tea. What's the best thing for me? And you could help them kind of match make. I can match remotely. make online. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that should be a website like teamatchmaking.com where right? like you have a level of professional team matchmakers and like people can be like me be like I don't like green tea unless it doesn't taste like green tea right. or I have not found an oolong that I like and you can do your magic mm -hmm. that'd be cool yeah that should be a business it should be a service yeah <laughs> we should market that yeah you know we can collaborate we'll, you, know. <laughs> <laughs> you do it we'll market you <laughs> oh my gosh that's so funny uh my last question that I had for you is what do you think is what has been the hardest and most fun part of running a tea shop in your own business? Mm. I would say hardest thing, especially coming from, you know, corporate world and working for other people is you create your own money. Mm -hmm. So that can be, that can be amazing in some respects, but can also be kind of daunting as well. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, let's say you don't have a strong day you're like, what am I going to do? How do I fix this? Mm -hmm. So it's fun. It's a challenge, but it's definitely, it can be difficult sometimes. Yeah, I bet. Cool. Do you have any last questions? I don't think so. Oh, what was the positive? What is one thing that you really love about? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Just like being, it, being able to be creative and, you know, feeling like you're being of service to others and just seeing the smiles on people's faces, especially when they come in here and they're like, it's like they've discovered a magical place. Right. That was like, it's a like, magical tea land. Exactly. <laughs> like, they're like, I didn't know this was here. I love it. And then they start coming all the time. Mm. And it's, it's like, I've created a little sanctuary for people. Mm. Yeah, and that's, that's great. Yeah, that's really special, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
And it is. It's a, you all will definitely have to take a look at the pictures. It has like a rough wall uh, of stone wall. She has a, a wood burning stove in here. Mm -hmm. Paintings on the wall. Painting, yeah, local art, which I always appreciate. Uh, she has a little book lending library. So if you want to find a book or drop off a book, you can bring it here. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a really nice inviting atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I definitely think people should, should check it out. And I also made a note, um, cause you didn't mention it and I'm what, you're at the farmer's market on Sunday oh, mornings. Oh, yes. cool. Yep, yep, yep. So you can also stop by and say hi to Heather in person there. Usually I'm guessing. Usually I have somebody, I'm here. Oh, okay. So oh, you have someone there. Okay. But I'm there like early, early in the morning, <laughs> like helping her set up. <laughs> so yeah, if you want to see Heather, you'll have to come to the tea shop, but you can still get her tea. At the market exactly awesome <laughs> and we are going to work with heather to maybe do some sort of little discount code and we will put that in our show notes um, to let you know what that is and how you can use it and we are going to take a little break and when we come back heather is going to have us do a tea tasting and we're going to do a chai tea flight right yep so exciting kind of, so kind of like a wine flight but yeah. we're going to do a tea flight well i'll be able to drive Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just make it be a little hopped up because it's yeah. <laughs> All right. See you soon. And we're back. We have gotten to jump into the little kitchen with Heather and watch her brew up these amazing looking chives. Wait until you see pictures of oh these. Oh my goodness. They look, they're right in front of me and I just want to eat them. And they smell so delish. Smell so good. It goes from like subtle to like in your face <laughs> and I cannot wait. <laughs> so we're going to let Heather guide us through this tea tasting. We'll probably have some questions along the way, but she's going to talk about the, the flavors we should be looking for, um, what it does for us physically and mentally and um, brewing, brewing yeah. tips. And then we're going to ooh and awe and give you our reactions as we're <laughs> drinking them. <laughs> I'll even let you go first, Carrie. Oh, so I can try it first? Ooh, okay. Mmm. All right, so the first one we're trying is the cashmere chai, which is a cardamom-based chai. It has nutmeg, peppermint, mm. black oh pepper, gosh. and cardamom. Lots and lots of cardamom. And it's a black tea base. And I use a little bit of a sharper tea because I feel like it goes really well with those sharp flavors and astringent flavors of the nutmeg and the the peppermint and the, the black pepper. Corey and I are having tea gasms right now. <laughs> <laughs> did you just make the episode explicit? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we started off with brothels. <laughs> it's true. We did talk about brothels very at the very beginning. This is delicious. Oh my gosh. And this tea is really good for cooling properties. So if you're familiar with Ayurveda, it's a 5,000 year old ancient healing tradition from India. Mm -hmm. And it's basically that we have three different body types. There's Vata, Pitta, and Kapha. Pitta is the fiery one. So this one is really good for Pittas because it's very cooling and mm -hmm. soothing. And it's just very refreshing. So good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I was like, mm, I bet I'm not going to like this one very much. But this is definitely the best chai I've ever had. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, there's, and I, it's almost indescribable, but it's that peppermint. When you said peppermint, I was like, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. I've never heard of that in a chai. Right. But it brings this really delicate balance to all the flavors. Yeah. All the flavors kind of stand out. Like I can taste the black pepper. I can taste the cardamom, cinnamon, whoops, 
Um, it's just delicious. And you used half and half with this one, right? Yeah. yeah. I feel like you want to use something that has a good amount of fat in it because it really helps to extract all the flavors and all of the spices. Mm-hmm. And we mm. only use honey, too. Oh, yeah. And I tried. She oh, showed yeah. us this coolest honey contraption. Oh, gosh. We're <laughs> going to buy it. We have to buy it. So what did you sprinkle on top of this? What's the little flicks? It's a little dusting of cardamom, just oh, to really okay. make it pop. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And see, I didn't think I liked cardamom. But, uh, yeah, see, you're teaching this old dog new tricks. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really good. It's nice and... It's not subtle, but it's not overbearing either. It's like this perfect pathway in the mm -hmm. middle it's of like both. Sophisticated and elegant. Yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. And I think I've, chai has always been one of those tea types that I have wanted to like. And I think too often when I've gotten it at some of the, I don't know, we'll call, you know, some of those other places that mm -hmm. we won't mention right now. Yes. <laughs> it is so harsh. Like I, it, I literally start coughing and it like burns going down my throat yes. and, and like, I like part of the flavor, but I don't like that feeling while I'm drinking the tea. And mm -hmm. so it's kind of pushed me away. Um, I, and, or I'll end up doing like a dirty chai cause I feel like then the espresso kind of balances out all those really harsh, bitter flavors. Right. But this, I would feel like I would, you should smack me if I put some espresso in there. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Don't taint it. Yes. The honey brings out like a, that nice subtle sweetness so it's mm -hmm. not overbearing, which is what happens sometimes at other coffee yes. shops is it's a syrup or something yeah, that is syrup. just like filled with sugar and you just are hyped up yeah. from the caffeine and the amount of sugar that's in there. Yeah. Really good job. Yeah. It is so good. Thank you. I'm in love with this chat. I know. If I wasn't married already. I... <laughs> should we try the next one? Yes, we should. I'm going to clean my palate. Mm. Yes. That's a great idea. That is a great idea. Where's my water bottle? There it is. So mm. this next one is the trake chai or the cinnamon chai. Mm. So this is your traditional chai that when you think of chai, you think cinnamon, nutmeg, clove, and it's got an Assam base, so it's very malty, very smooth, kind of caramely. It's like pumpkin pie yeah. in a cup. <laughs> now you're just taunting me. <laughs> I'm staring at Kiri. I'm like, would you finish tasting it so I can taste it? <laughs> it sharing. really is like pumpkin pie. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Smell that cinnamon. It is so good. And it's... And I use um, a cinnamon, Vietnamese cinnamon. Oh, okay. Vietnamese cinnamon, because it's, it's got mm. this natural sweetness to it. So a lot of times people come in and they're like, I can't do sugar, but I need something that's naturally sweet. That one's really good, because that cinnamon just is already very sweet on its own. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Corey? Do you think it tastes like pumpkin pie in a cup? It tastes like pumpkin pie yeah. in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> and I like it, too, for very different reasons. That's what's fun about this is seeing, yeah. I mean, these are both chais, but if, if, you, were, if you didn't tell me that, I wouldn't know that. Like right. this one, I would probably say, oh, yeah, this is more what I think of as a traditional chai, mm -hmm. exactly. like you mm -hmm. said. But the first one, yeah, I'm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost speechless. I just didn't even know what to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the benefits of this type of chai? Like what are some of the qualities in it? So that one is actually very special because a lot of times in Flagstaff or anywhere you get allergies, mm -hmm. like in springtime when all the pollen's really 
high. Mm -hmm. and yeah. The cinnamon in there is so strong that it will clear out your whole oh. nasal passage, your sinuses, oh. everything. Where were you two months ago? <laughs> <laughs> she was here. Uh, I know, I know, but I Where were you two months ago? I was having the worst allergies of my life. I know, you're glad yeah. you wore glasses all the time. I did, I wore glasses for like, all the time. Yeah. yeah. You were kind of a hot mess. I was kind of a hot mess. Yeah. And then I went to my acupuncturist, and that's actually what fixed me. Oh, nice. That's I don't awesome. know why it took me so long to think of Jill, but then I was like, you were an idiot. Yeah. You could have done this. <laughs> you, not ago. Jill. No, no. Jill is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> me, Corey. <laughs> Stuffing myself full of uh, drugs and yeah. them not really working well. Yeah. But that's good to know. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. And that, that was something that just kind of came about. My partner, he works outside. Mm -hmm. And so he's constantly having to deal with pollen and all those sorts of things. And he loves, that's his favorite chai is the mm -hmm. cinnamon chai. Mm -hmm. And one day he, you know, he had a big one. He was like, oh my goodness, I can breathe. <laughs> this is amazing. I was like, I'm telling everybody. Yeah. <laughs> that cinnamon that you put on top, is that also Vietnamese cinnamon? Yep. It's definitely sweeter than normal cinnamon. Yeah. It is really good. And that, that just... That cinnamon makes that chai. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. It is. I got some on the froth with the milk froth, and it's just like this sweet little candy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I just... Oh, that's very different. Yeah, yeah, that's a different taste than mm -hmm. the first one. So yeah. you really have to kind of get in there and slurp a little bit. Yeah. To get all the layers. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Super good. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness gracious. My mouth is so happy right now. I just <laughs> too. Clean the palate. Clean the We're palate here for the time. big kahuna. Oh, okay, I know. Yeah. I'm really excited about this last one. So this is, this is my own creation. It's the German chocolate cake chai. So it's a combination of chocolate chai and coconut chai. And it's very indulgent. It's like a dessert. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, it's basically like a dessert. In a cup. I didn't even swallow before. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's and so holy moly. Health benefits. I mean, it's got all those spices in it. It keeps you happy because yeah. it tastes like chocolate cake in a cup. Yeah. Holy moly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I believed you right. when you were making it, but. Wow, it's like yeah. liquid German chocolate cake. It mm -hmm. is so good. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's what I would imagine if you didn't have any teeth and you wanted German chocolate cake. You could do that. You <laughs> could do this, or you could blend chocolate German cake in a blender and drink it, and it would essentially be this. Or if you're looking for a, a treat that tastes sweet but is better for you. I'm yeah. going to say better, not good for you, better for you. But yeah, it's definitely lesser of the evils. Lesser of the evils. <laughs> mm. And you said you make your own coconut cream, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. I thought you're, wait, so you, I don't know if you want to tell our listeners, you were talking about how when you make it, the needing like this certain amount of, you said, pro, was it? Fat. Fat protein. and protein, right. Yeah, when I use a little hand frother, cause I like it, I like the cream on top to be really rich and thick and fluffy, so. Mm -hmm. If you just do straight up coconut milk, it'll taste great, but you're not gonna get that froth because mm -hmm. you need you need some sort of protein to hold those bubbles together, and fat won't do it. Mm -hmm. Coconut's all fat, so mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I just do a little bit of almond milk in my coconut creamer. Mm. This would be like the perfect after dinner drink, like if you didn't want dessert but you wanted something really refreshing. Yeah, and... I mean, I'm probably gonna buy stuff right now. <laughs> <laughs> You're already making like, plans. Done, done, done. <laughs> We're gonna buy one of each. 
make it tonight or tomorrow. Chris is gonna love this stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Very good. And then some brewing tips that I would like for the listeners to hear about is if you feel like tea is weak and it's not for you, <laughs> just use more tea. Don't steep it longer. For black teas, you wanna do five minutes tops. For herbals, five, or herbals, actually, you can brew those forever. Forever. <laughs> forever. Yeah. So, like, if that would be, in, you know, and it's, this is helpful for me because I'm guilty of throwing a tea bag into, like, a thermos mm -hmm. and leaving it there all day. So, for an herbal tea, that would be okay. Right. But for a black tea, I should just brew it and be done with it. Right. Okay. For, like, a black tea, a green tea, anything that has the Camellia sinensis leaf in it, like okay. a true tea, mm -hmm. it'll get bitter after a certain mm -hmm. amount of time. So, okay. yeah, you definitely want to limit your times on those. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't. I mean, I, I guess I knew it, knew it, but I didn't know why. Yeah. I mean, I've read articles about it, but I feel like sometimes articles are... I don't know. Yeah. Fake news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and I also appreciated your comments on how much tea to actually brew. Yeah, a yeah. tablespoon or I, two. For yeah, for a sixteen at, at the shop, if I'm making a beverage for someone, I do two heaping tablespoons for a sixteen wow. ounce drink. Okay. But I'm not re-steeping the leaves, mm -hmm. so I'm trying to get as much flavor mm -hmm. out of those leaves as I can. Okay. So that's why I use so much. Yeah. But if you're at home and you're going to re-steep it a few times, you could probably get away with a good tablespoon. But even re-steeping won't be the same. Won't be we the same as the first this. time. We talked about this, yeah. It's like not <laughs> it's as strong. It's, the flavors don't come out as but, much. Well, but you know, that's interesting you bring that up. So we went to this really cool tea shop in Ashland. I'm like, oh gosh, I can't think of the name of it. Dobra, Dobra tea, I think is what it's called. Have you heard of it? Mm -mm. Oh, we'll talk about Sounds it Sounds fantastic. We'll talk about it more after, <laughs> offline. But they had literally a binder full of teas. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it was, it was crazy ridiculous. It was overwhelming, honestly, but <laughs> it was also super cool. And so our, the first time we went, because we went more than once, the waiter was very passionate about tea and and he ended up talking the group into getting like this special kind of tea that you're supposed to like pour like 15 times you know yeah heather's not yeah, in her head i can't like, think I'm, of it's, it's probably pu'er it might maybe yeah. maybe it was pu'er those oh. ones you can get a ton of steeps out of and and it was like i mean it was it was an activity we spent probably two and a half hours there and you like went through this whole thing of like fleshing out the tea and then steeping it again. And then you pour it out onto this tray and each steeping was supposed to taste different. And mm. it was, it was a really fun social uh, experience. Yeah. I, uh, but that was one where you were like, he was like, yes, you need to try and steep it as many times as possible. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So. Huh. I had this really great idea of, have you ever thought about like doing a, make your own chai workshop where like people pay $15 and you kind of walk them through like how to create a chai and then they can pick which sort of flavors they want. We should totally do that. That would be cool. Yeah, Cause I have all the, you Mixins. know, the raw ingredients. Yeah. So. And then, you know, people pay a fee, which would essentially be mm -hmm. like a package of tea, but they get to Blends it blend to whatever they flavors. want. Yeah. That would be cool. That would be cool. That would be yeah. awesome. Yeah. Ideas. I'd go, to, I'd go to that. Me too. <laughs> Although I'm pretty content with the yeah. German chocolate cake in a cup. <laughs> yeah. I, think, I, 
I liked it. I still think my favorite was the first one. Really? Yeah. I think nice. mine's a tie between the cinnamon and the, like the cinnamon is every day mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. And this one is like, I'm not eating sugar right now. And so this would be my special treat. Mm -hmm. I would agree. And I think that I would say that would be the everyday yeah. for me. And that would be a, special a, 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 treat. a special treat. Yeah. Isn't that funny? So there we go. Yet again, we are agreeing to disagree <laughs> about agree our on some things and <laughs> not agree on other things. Story <laughs> of our lives. Oh, oh man. man. Well, this was delightful, Heather. Thank you so much. Yeah, I really enjoyed making this. Yeah, it's super fun. And I took some videos of the tea mm -hmm. process and Heather uses French presses to make her tea. Which so, I thought was cool. Yeah. Because we don't, we don't give our fresh French press enough love. So I'm like, done. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. I think I have three or four at home that I don't use either. Right. Yeah. Um, so a couple of random things. So we did a tea flight, which we learned uh, she obviously was doing it special for us, but you can come here and do a tea flight. Yeah. And I'm assuming it doesn't have to be chai. It could be other things. You can do any tea. So like okay. oolongs. So you can have like a flight of oolongs. Yeah. Or you could do like a white, a green, and a black. Oh. Like, yeah. Cool. Mix it up. Yeah. Cool. And the other cool thing that we learned, I'm going to let Heather tell because it's her thing to share. Yeah, totally. <laughs> so we have rooftop seating. So a lot of times people like to have their flights on the roof and it's yeah. very romantic. Yeah, <laughs> especially with the current monsoon storm clouds oh, that are happening yeah. and the sunsets. Mm -hmm. Oh, delightful. I'm already planning a date with my hipster <laughs> to come and do some tea. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, yeah. And let's see here. Oh, I wanted, Heather does a really great Instagram. Um, I encourage all of you to follow it. We'll put a link in our show notes, mm -hmm. but you should follow her. She, she, she will tease you with all her conclusions <laughs> and it will inspire you to come in or to order something from her if you're not from here in Flagstaff. Yeah. Um, oh, and we, and we talked a little bit about, um, so if you hear this podcast and you want to support us and Heather, you can come into the shop and say books and tea podcast. Or books and tea. Or yeah. books and tea. Oh yeah, let's just say books and yeah. tea. That's simpler to remember. Books and tea, people. Uh, you can get 10% off your beverage for that first visit. So um, yeah, a little love for you all to try her out and entice you down here because it's pretty darn amazing. It We're is, not just making this it up. It is so good. So <laughs> <Thank> good. You. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, any last things you want to share your tea wisdom before we, we're going to do a little bit of book talk to wrap things up because it is a books and tea podcast. So we should probably talk a little bit about books. <laughs> and Definitely. Um, but is there anything less words of wisdom or things you want to tell people about the shop that's come to your mind? Just that there's a tea for everyone. If you think you don't like tea, there's a tea for you. <laughs> we can find it. Challenge accepted. Challenge, yes. <laughs> Heather, our tea matchmaking friend. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, thank you so much. This has been amazing. And I was feeling mm. a little tired and drained and I just feel, I actually feel more energized and it's been, yeah, it's been yeah, great. It's good been conversation, straight. good tea, good juju in the building. Good juju. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Indeed. Indeed. All right. What have you been reading, Carrie? I just finished a biography about Queen Victoria. <laughs> I'm a nerd. <laughs> I'm still. It was like, so beautifully written, mm. and that so I finished that, and so now I started reading the Paris Architect, which I can't remember the author's name right now, but it's a 
based in the 1940s in Paris, France during the German occupation. And um, this architect is creating these really crazy cool hiding spots for Jewish people as like oh. a holding spot before they get transported to a safer location. Huh. Like he made a hiding spot in a pillar in somebody's apartment. It was an empty pillar just for wow. um, show, like okay. just for prettiness. And he made it so that there was a door Wow. So you could not be claustrophobic. Correct. Yeah. Okay. All the spaces are very tiny. There was like one yeah. underneath a staircase. There was oh, one behind man. the fireplace, which didn't end out to be a very good spot. Um, no. I, I mean, I, it's fiction, but I it's, it's very captivating. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so of course, as usual, I have like 5,000 things going on at once. <laughs> Three very different books and you'll understand why when I explain. Uh, I'm reading, finally, An American Marriage by Tayari Jones, which mm. uh, is Oprah's pick for the year, and it's set in Atlanta, and it's an African-American couple, and a year and a half into their marriage, the husband is falsely accused of assaulting a woman in a hotel room, Oh, and he goes to prison for five years, and so it's about what happens to them and their relationship over the time and it's a tough read so I have to keep yeah. picking it up and putting it down I think mm -hmm. it's really important to read given what we know about um, incarceration especially of african-american males mm -hmm. and in the south and racism and all that but man whew, it's hard yeah so then to balance that out I'm reading when life gives you lululemons <laughs> by Laura and Weisberger she wrote the devil wears Prada and this is kind of the devil wears Prada part two Okay. So it, it follows the, um, the assistant, Emily, if you read that book, and it's just good, ridiculous fun. It's set in Greenwich, Connecticut with rich mommies wearing Lululemon, and there's all sorts of drama, and it's about really just marriage and relationships and drama. Speaking of Lululemon, <laughs> is it true that their leggings are like a hundred something dollars? Yes. 120, 150. Are they made in America? Probably not. So then why are they charging a, that is because no, people will buy it. That is insane. <laughs> I know I can't I keep wanting some unless just... it's like organic cotton handmade in America by like a small group of people. That well, is an insane amount of money to spend on leggings. I hear you. And there's actually a company called the Girlfriend Collective. Oh, I'll put a link to them in show notes that they don't kind of like us earlier they don't say reference lululemon specifically but it's people that worked for a high-end athleisure company and they make their own like they they started their own company for making leggings and um sports bras and they don't necessarily make them in the united states but it's one of those companies where they're like 100 percent transparent as far as where they source their material mm -hmm. and where they have things nice. made and they're selling them at like half the price of a pair of Lululemon. I buy my workout leggings for like $15 because <laughs> they're for working out. <laughs> I go to thread up if I really want something label, labely, and mm. I just get it used. Ugh. So that's crazy. Yeah. And then lastly, I'm reading um, Florida by Lauren Groff. She wrote The Fates and the Furies, which I really didn't like, honestly. Yeah, I didn't like that book either. Uh, but this is all short stories, so I know I'm not, sell uh, yeah, I'm not no. selling Carrie at all on it. She hates <laughs> short stories. With a passion. <laughs> but these are all short stories about Florida. So she's she lives in Florida, and so it's different times, different places all over the state. Um, and it's just kind of, you know, standard short stories, little snippets of people's lives. And so, again, it's one I'm kind of picking up and putting down. Right. So... Um, 
I mean, I'm tearing through when life gives you Lululemons because it's ridiculous. <laughs> and, oh, and of course I'm reading uh, Pachinko, which I read 150 pages one day. Jeez. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I read like 200 pages this weekend every day to get it done so I could give it to you. Yeah. Well, I was surprised because you said it was slow, a slow oh, start for you. so slow. <laughs> but I, I thought it was great. Are you reading anything, Heather? I actually just finished. Well, I have like five books going. I'm like, Corey, but. <laughs> Girl after my own heart. Yeah. <laughs> I just finished one that was like, usually I don't laugh when I'm reading. Uh -huh. This one I was laughing the whole time. It's called Furiously Happy. Oh, oh my gosh. I, I love that yes. book so much. It was like life changing. I love Johnny Lawson. Yeah. great. Oh God, that book kills me yeah. every time. That was just. So I haven't read Furiously Happy. Oh, I, I have it. I have, oh you do? I'll let you okay. borrow it. I have, I, but I did read twice, Let's Pretend This Never yeah. Happened, which is her second book. I need um, to get that. Yeah. Furiously Happy is much better. Okay. Yeah. Be and I think it's, see. yeah. I mean, she, Jenny Lawson, she just like has this anxiety and mm. crazy mindset. And she talks about taxidermied animals. Oh, so she, okay. Like, All right. I was it's say, just crazy. I was like, I love the taxidermied animals and oh, let's the pretend raccoon. this never happened. Yeah. So I was like, if it doesn't have the... It, it okay. happens in the second one. It's like about a raccoon. Okay. Like the cover is a taxidermied right, yeah. raccoon. It's a yeah. 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 It's like very so Hunter S. Thompson meets mental illness. Yeah, like, totally. fantastic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Monkey Mind is another really good book that uh, is based off... It's not Jenny Lawson, but it's similar mm -hmm. of like the prologue of the book is literally like I'm walking down the street and I'm running five minutes late because I'm five minutes late I'm going to lose my job because I lose my job I'm going to have to become a hooker because I'm going to become a hooker I'm going to get AIDS because I have AIDS I'm going to die and it's just like this full-blown anxiety oh ridden thing I mean I have anxiety so mm -hmm. I can completely relate yeah. to it but it's also really freaking funny it's like okay. a spiral yeah, yeah totally <laughs> like a full paragraph of him going from like being late to work to dying because he From became a hooker, a hooker and <laughs> like HIV. <laughs> oh, goodness. Oh, wow. Well, well, that's probably it. So we come full circle. Brothel yeah. hooker. <laughs> Here we go. Connecting the dots. Well, thank you, listeners. Please let us know what you think of this episode and if you like this format so we can um, you know, keep playing with Heather a little bit. I think we're going to plan a, a little book discussion with her as too, because as totally. you can tell, she is a book f mm -hmm. book fanatic like us. Definitely. And um, next time, we're going to continue our little adventure, and we're going to head to Leah Leaf Lounge, and boy, has the bar been set high. I know. No pressure, Christine. <laughs> 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 All right. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Hey, book friends. We hope you enjoyed our conversation today. Thanks for listening along with us. Head over to our podcast site to share your recommendations and your opinions with us on the books we have read. That website is booksandteapodcast.com. It's also where you will find our podcast show notes with a full list of titles for the books, along with our favorite tea and what we mentioned today. If you are on any social media, feel free to stop by our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter accounts. You will find those links on our website. To be the first to hear about the next new podcast and what we are working on, make sure you are signed up to our newsletter. 